0: This episode is brought to you with the help from Powertech Fitness, a global leader in premier strength equipment celebrating over 20 years of being committed to stronger lives. Please visit them on Facebook, Instagram, or their website at www.powertech.com.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens Podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast today is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. If you are trying to figure out social media, this is the podcast to learn from. Today's podcast features the story of Amra Boganovich, co-founder and CEO of Amra and Elma, an influencer of social media agency. What does that mean? Well, to start, they have 23 million followers on social media, and they have figured out how to make that a company with that following. Today, Amra will be sharing her story on how she created a social media empire and how her company now helps businesses all over the world do the same thing. Welcome, Amra. Hi. So, Amra, uh, can you share with me what Amra Boganovich was like when she graduated from college, like paint the picture for me, Um, how how did that, how did that, what did you look like when you, when you graduated?
0: So, uh, I mean, I was very, very different back then. Um, I graduated with a degree in economics and I thought I was going to work in economic development um, for a long time. That was my initial goal. Um, I started working on World Bank projects, IFC projects in Washington, D.C., and um, I quickly realized that that was not, uh, you know, my path. Um, I wanted to switch, so essentially I went from an economist to, you know, starting my own blog, becoming a blogger full-time.
1: And then how did you Um, end up in New York? How did you end up in New York after you were doing the blog in D.C.?
0: (laughs) So that's actually a funny story. So we, we moved from Washington, D.C. into London, and we were doing uh, that's when we really decided to, both my sister and I. So my sister's an attorney, and I was working as an economist during that time. Uh, we both decided to quit our jobs and dedicate ourselves full time to blogging. Um, this came about essentially when we started getting our first clients. We started getting quite a bit of people um, that were so essentially visitors um, our unique visitors after three months of blogging were 150,000 people. so um, Brand quickly approached us and asked you know, started asking if we can work together and that's when we knew we, we wanted to pursue
1: this full time. So I have to ask you uh, you had 150,000 people already. How did you get so many people so quickly?
0: Because we were able to um, essentially utilize a lot of the friendships and you know a lot of the sort of our existing network so we went to school with a, with an international crowd and a lot of these people had really great stories to tell. So what we decided to do is we decided to create a blog where you know our friends could contribute so they could write about visiting Paris being in Madrid or how is life different in Madrid versus I don't know Washington DC. Um, and so we, you know, we were making sure to kind of distinguish ourselves or distinguish our voice and write about very different topics that I, I guess were not, you know, that were not so prevalent during that time. So we um, we were able to attract an audience fairly quickly. The, the word just got out.
1: So most of it was word of mouth, but it obviously grew very quickly. Right in the beginning, I mean, 150,000 people just as you're starting a blog right after college. Obviously, probably had a lot of friends in college and, and were networking and, and hustling and just building as many people that you could in your network as possible. But did you already have a vision at that time that you were going to be in like a digital agency space or a brand at that time? Was that like already clicking in the back of your mind that you guys were good at this and maybe you could develop this into a company?
0: Absolutely not. And I tell a lot of, you know, people that I speak with, I it, you really don't know the direction um, that your business is going to take you. I think the, the most important thing is that just like in social media space, you really have to move with the market. So you have to identify opportunities and change your strategy all the time. And for us, it was really about, you know, we had an idea. We didn't think we could monetize. That's really important to it because during that time influencers were weren't really able to monetize their following and nobody, nobody knew how to monetize their, you know, um, readers. And so we, we kind of had a vision. Um, we started dabbling into it. Um, we didn't, we didn't think much of it. We knew we wanted to, to essentially become, you know, business owners. We didn't think that staying in Washington DC was for us. I'm talking about my sister now. She's my business partner. Um, and you know, we, we, we were able to kind of put, you know, one foot in front of the other, identify opportunities as they can came. A lot of times it wasn't um, business models that already existed. It's such a new it still is a very new field. And when we started about four or five years ago, it was an incredibly new field. So um, we, you know, we kind of changed as as the market changed and you know, we we identify opportunities with the, from the brands that we were working with, and we were able to, you know, uh, offer a lot of great solutions to their existing problems, and that's how our business started.
1: You said something really interesting. I definitely want to come back to it later. That it wasn't really something that was going on five years ago, but I just want to fast forward real quick. And now this business is obviously growing and developing. Um, why does a consumer uh, why do they need brand advertising why do they need you guys in social media like what's the need that you guys help businesses with
0: that's an excellent question so um, you know traditionally uh, businesses were advertising on TV they were advertising um, you know on billboards and you know all of a sudden and then you obviously had your brick and mortar traditional businesses that actually use their 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 structures their locations as a part of their advertising efforts. Um, now the world is very different. So what what is going on with the millennials? Millennials are really looking towards social media influencers to to you know make basically to identify trends to make their purchasing decisions essentially. And so what happens is that they consume social media a lot more than they consume TV. Than you know they even look up <laughs> towards the billboards. Um, so, with us, um, you know, we, we really um, understood that the target audience that follows each of these influencers is very unique. So, um, you know, depending upon what they specialize in, their target audience, so they're able to, to get a much more precise target audience than is, you know, any really even TV show. So um, brands understood that, you know, when, when an influencer has a million followers, for example, that's a lot more than many of the top publications. So, and they also, not only do they have a million followers, but they have very specific, you know, niche following. So what we, what happened with us is that uh, we as social media influencers, so we started originally advertising with the with the brands, but then we really moved into, um, you know, assisting brands grow their their digital persona. And what does that mean is that we utilize the skills that we had in growing our huge audience to really uh, identify opportunities for brands, digitally speaking, transform them from be a traditional, you know, brands that specialize, like traditional brick and mortar into more digital brands, meaning that they sell on their e-commerce and they have direct relationship with their consumers, or just brands that were were sometimes private labels and wanted to really establish, you know, a, a connection with their audience, and instead, you know, um, become essentially a, a brand that sold through their through their
1: site. Could you share so, an example? Could you share an example of maybe like a company that you had worked with that maybe was one of these brick and mortars, and then you went in and you <laughs> uh, helped revamp them?
0: Sure. So let's see. Um, we worked with uh, many uh, brands that were traditionally not, you know, digital brands. So like maybe like I could say Johnson and Johnson. That was one of our top, you know, biggest clients. So Johnson and Johnson, um, uh, basically, they have obviously many brands underneath the umbrella of Johnson and Johnson. So they wanted to um, uh, launch a product. It's called Impede. It's basically, um, uh, how would I say? It? It's just. Uh, So like a band-aid that you put in the shoes if you have a blister. (laughs) So they really wanted to target, you know, busy women um, in New York um, that were, you know, working women and that were on the go. And it was summertime, so they were wearing sometimes uncomfortable shoes, and they really needed, like, some kind of support. So they did a campaign, um, and we helped them with this. Uh, with top influencers in New York, where they would showcase how to wear this bandaid you know and like uh, and just kind of give people an idea about why it would be helpful um, and it was very, very specific, very niche again, targeted towards uh, women that were you know either working or working mothers or you know just on the go all the time. It was really a successful campaign. Um, we had great content, the influencers that wrote stories were really organic and it really resonated well with the audience.
1: So you guys went in, kind of really understood what they were looking for and what they were trying to do before they were just in shops, like you go into like a pharmacy or something and you'd see like this Band-Aid thing in there, but then you guys got involved and said, Hey, we could actually create this as a story for you guys on social media. And so is that what you guys did?
0: Exactly. I think, you know, where influencers resonate really well with brands is that they have a very organic way of presenting something. So, you know, so like, for example, a brand would run a campaign where there's just like, you know, an image in a magazine or an image on a billboard, and it's not very personal, and it's not, you know, it doesn't really, there's no story behind it a lot of times. So instead, you know, working with, with influencers, there's a very much, it's a very organic way of, of, you know, influencers telling their audience, look, this works for me. And generally speaking, these influencers don't work with brands unless they really do believe in the product. And I, I can certify that as I'm an influencer myself. You know, they will only partner up with brands that resonate with their audience because they don't want to risk losing their audience. So um, the way they created the story behind this product was really unique. And each of them did it in, in their own way so that, you know, you you were exposed, mul- you know, from... to. This brand multiple times through different influencers, but again, in a very memorable way. And I think that that content aspect, that very organic word of mouth, um, you know, this is an everyday to use the product really resonates with the audience.
1: I'm curious when you realize, you and your sister realized that you guys were actually pretty good at this. Was there a pivotal moment uh, that you knew you were destined to create this company and create this business? Was there something that had happened specifically? That were like, hey, we can make this thing work?
0: Sure. So I would say there's, uh, so there's, I would say two parts. One was that we always loved taking photos, um, and we were kind of, um, how would I say this? We were discouraged by our friends and family. So <laughs> we took it to Twitter. I, I, <laughs> we took it to Twitter way. and we took it to Instagram because. That's where we had, like, you know, general public. We didn't have just on Facebook our friends that were judging us for posting photos. So that was the first, uh, you know, sort of step where we saw that there was a drastically different reaction from the general public than we had from our own friends and family. So that was the first one. And then the second one was, when we started, um, you know, we, we initially started in advertising. That means that, you know, the brands came to us and they wanted to ad- advertise their products, you know, to our audience that were reading our blog and following us on social media. Um, but what was really interesting is that when we started working with brands on advertising, then, you know, we realized that their social media teams were were lost. You know, they really couldn't, do, they couldn't grow the brand the way the brand wanted to grow. So um, we, I think that the moment was that, you know, they started asking for help. And then we realized, oh, my gosh, we could really, you know, get an agency here that would help brands um, in a way that, you know, traditional social media managers cannot because, um, you know, it's a very, like I said, it's a very, very new industry and there are very, very few people who understand it, you know, Thoroughly and deeply enough to be able to really transform a brand and make it a hit in uh, in the social media space.
1: So one of the things you just mentioned uh, that we both found funny it was just the fact that uh, you know it wasn't so easy to explain to your parents and and have them support like this new idea because five years ago when you guys were starting this thing you know, they probably were, you, you, I can imagine the conversation when you came home and said, Hey, I'm going to be an influencer and your parents like, okay. And then what are you going to do to, to earn a living? So how did that conversation go down?
0: Yeah, not very well. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, many entrepreneurs have probably gone through this. Um, we, you know, we didn't earn our first, I would say, um, like dollar, I would say like a year and a half into it was when we first, you know, made our sort of significant, before that it was collaboration, but nothing significant. So a year and a half into it, about two years, was when we started making some money. And we didn't really, I mean, we had a really hard time convincing our parents initially, because we had, um, you know, we had jobs um, that you know, we went to school
1: for. Yeah, your sister went to um, law
0: school.
1: Your sister went to law school. Your sister went to law school, right?
0: Yeah, she went to law school and I did my MBA. And it was hard to explain to our parents that, you know, we were leaving essentially stable careers uh, to explore something that was very uncertain. Um, I just think that what really kept us through going, so, the, so what was the, I guess, the hardest part, some of the hardest situations that we looked through? I, I would say that when we were asked, what do we do? So, like, initially when we left, when we decided definitely we were going to leave our jobs, we were like, well, you know, we have our own company. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it was super team, literally. So um, at that point, a lot of people just kind of looked at us like, oh, like, you're, you're such a loser. Like a lot of our friends were like, I cannot believe you just did this, like for some, you know, quote unquote company that you have, which is just you and your sister. Um, so, you know, we really did get a lot of like, Oh, poor you looks. Uh, from our parents, they just kept saying, well, this is more of a hobby because you guys are not monetizing it yet. Um, we, we just, uh, I guess for us, the main question was, is going back an option? And the answer was, no, it is not an option. Like, do we want to, you know, go back to our careers and live the way we did and do what we used to do? And can we see ourselves there? And the answer was always no. So we knew that we had no choice but to keep going forward. And we knew that we were going to find a way to monetize it. We weren't certain right away how we were going to do it. But, you know, we, we knew that we would eventually find a way.
1: Was there ever a point when the business was actually working so I'm fast-forwarding a little bit. So was there a point where the business was working and then you there was another challenge or something where you're like, "You know what? We might have a competitor and you thought, you know, maybe our business isn't going to work, maybe we we are going to fail."
0: Absolutely. So we started, you know, as influencers meaning we were advertising products on our own social media channels and our, on our blog. Um, Well, during that time, we realized that there were a lot of influencers coming into the industry and it was getting very diluted. So, um, you know, there was a lot of competition, a lot of people were willing to accept certain contracts that others were not. Um, So that made it very difficult, you know, to kind of have a stable income from just doing advertising, you know, advertised posts on social media. Um, At that point, uh, we were really concerned. So we knew, you know, that we had to change our, essentially, business model and um, and perhaps even change our, you know, uh, like, company altogether. So um, we definitely um, faced, you know, challenges during that time, and that's how we actually got into the, got to become an agency, um, was, you know, being forced. During that difficult time, to look for opportunities and to to look toward you know for ways to monetize our understanding and experience, because we we knew we had something really unique. We just didn't know how we were going to to change and make it work for the market. So,
1: what was the aha moment or the moment in time where you're like, "Oh my God, we can turn the lights on" or "We can pay our bill"? Like, what? Who was there? A first client in there?
0: (laughs) Yes. So the aha moment came, um, I would say that when we first, when we broke even, (laughs) that was the aha moment, Uh, when we first broke even, um, that was really an incredible feeling for me, Um, and the second um, aha moment came when investors approached us, and um, mind you, we didn't take any investment, we haven't taken investment until today and um and that was such an aha moment because um you know we have been when we first started we were rejected by everyone i mean everyone they laughed at us like oh my gosh like we had at that time two million uh, uh monthly views just on pinterest and when we told the investors like look this is incredible like not many people can achieve this they were like yeah that's nice but no <laughs> you know how are you to monetize that no so um But then, you know that, you know, kind of um, you. You first have to believe in yourself before anyone else will. Um, And so that was the, I think, one of the the proudest moments. And then I would definitely say, uh, which came later, um, was Business Insider did a documentary on us, and um, also Forbes interviewed us, and that to me was a huge honor. And, um, again, one of those aha moments, like this is incredible, um, because, you know, not only was I able to, um, you know, work with a great journalist, but then also tell the story that would essentially, or I I would hope help a lot of people.
1: So you guys Um, realized, yeah, you realized you guys made it at that, at that point. How was acquiring like the first, like who was the first contact or who was the first person that was like, you know what, Amra, um, Okay, we'll hire you. Like who who was it?
0: Oh gosh, it was I don't know if they're still in existence <laughs> this company, but it was a tiny little startup that was that had an app and they said, You know what? We'll pay you a hundred dollars to write something. I think it was maybe for a tweet. And I and I I was running I remember that moment very vividly and I was running down the street screaming <laughs> my head off, like, oh my gosh, somebody wants to pay me $100 to tweet. Um, yeah, that that was definitely, like, I don't, I don't to be honest, I don't remember the, the name of the brand. I don't know if they're still around, but that was, like, I would say, you know, like, I think, I don't know if other people remember their first, like, you know, couple of hundred bucks, but I definitely remember my first $100.
1: That's awesome. Um, okay, so this part of the interview, I always like to go, into uh, what's called rapid fire and this is really just an opportunity to, to ask you a bunch of questions real quickly uh, to get our listeners having an idea of like you how do you think on your feet put something else out there uh, so let's just have some fun with some of these questions so the first question I always have for everybody is what's the best financial advice you ever received I would say that um, uh, don't
0: usually take the Um you know, see if there's a way that you can get to get resourceful and finance your business you know, other ways.
1: Can you share uh, one of your personal habits that you believe that's helped you uh, have success in your life?
0: Sure. Do um, think. <laughs> we need energy. Like when, you, when you're an entrepreneur, you need a lot of energy. And, you know, the days can be really stressful. So I, I always start my day with a um, special tissue that I make myself like the vegetable
1: they're all yes. can't wait to try one of those you'll have to send them out here to, to Los Angeles uh, do you have <laughs> <laughs> do you have a resource that you'd like to uh, when you when you speak into the the microphone I, I just want to make sure it's real clear if you do from a website perspective but like do you have a, a resource you would like to share with our uh, listeners of like where they can go to learn more about this type of thing like a blog or a website or somewhere they can learn about you
0: Definitely, we have a website. It's Amra and Alma, so A M R A and dot com. It's our website that basically showcases some of the just the tips that I gave on digital marketing, and um, and it has case examples of you know what a transformation really looks like.
1: What's the uh, one book that you would recommend, or maybe have listened to several times that you feel like has helped you in your career?
0: I would say The Art of War. <laughs> and the reason I like that book is because it really talks about being resourceful. So it's not about resources,
1: it's just about being out resourcefulness. Tell me about some of the hobbies you have outside of your business. I mean, I can imagine that majority of your time is like integrating your hobbies with your business given what you do, but what do people not know about you? Like what else do you like to do?
0: Um, I would say that um, what they wouldn't know is probably that I'm into astrophysics. Um, I am into stem cell. I'm um, very much into like sci-fi and um, really innovative projects excite me.
1: Maybe you'll get a, a sci-fi company next reaching out to you shortly. That would be. <laughs> All right. So thank you for playing the uh, the rapid fire questions. Is there any current projects that you're uh, working on that you know with your company that are really exciting you?
0: Definitely. So we, you know, we've had a lot of requests um, so from the brands, you know, so we work with a, with different types of brands, but the ones that, um, that are really small, they've, they've asked us a lot of times whether we would have um, like a platform or something that we could um, basically al- that allows them to search influencers. And so I'm really, really excited to to announce that we actually have a platform. Um, we have an internal one, but it will actually become public in about two months that we've been working intensively on and it will allow brands to really um, get a better perspective of the, on, the, on the influencers that are out there to understand who they should be working with and to be able to contact, you know, and collaborate with those influencers.
1: What's apparent to me is that you're busy growing this company. You're still finding times to interview with Forbes and, and us, and you're still out there hustling and making this thing grow. I mean, it's really exciting just to hear. As we uh, wrap up, and I'm, I'm thinking about just some, some uh, parting or, or final thoughts, uh, one is if you could only do one part of your job, because I know that in any career or any business, we all get bogged down with different things. So as you're speaking to other entrepreneurs and influencers out there, there's only one thing you could do about your job and that was the only thing you would be focused on. What would that one part be?
0: I would say a creative director.
1: <laughs> I'm very creative. And why? why is that?
0: Well, because I think, you know, um, it's, it's definitely the creativity that has allowed us to, to distinguish ourselves. I think that a lot of people think that, they, again, they need the investors, they need, you know, um, to be in the best place. Um, they need, you know, multiple things. But I think you'd be really surprised how little you need to make it work. I think as long as you're creative, um, and that's how we started, you know, our blog, that's how we, how we became influencers as well. We didn't have teams of people that were helping us shoot, you know, content. We just did it ourselves. So, you know, having, you know, the, the vision and being very creative in how to get there, I think that's that's really, you know, important.
1: Well, thank you, Amra, for your time today. I really enjoyed it. Uh, one of the things that I really took out of our call today is that I need to uh, brand and and use social media myself to explode this podcast and also uh, to develop my own firm. This is uh, branded Matloff. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens production. We empower you, the listener, to take control of your life.